Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. And welcome to The Parent Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. I'm Cathy Weston. And I'm Steve Simpson. And welcome to, I would say, we've already had like so much fun and we haven't even started the show, just from the crack in the studio. I know. We've probably used up all our funny already. So we have. We've totally expired the comedy, and we've also got a an, a guest guest in the studio in in the form of Toby Cross. Hi, Toby. Hi. So you might as well chip in now and say hello. We're going to have a big discussion tonight about family tech. Even on social media this week, people were saying, what do you mean by family tech? Well, we can define it in whatever terms we want. Are we going to be talking about how long children spend on their screens? And no, because that's so boring. We quite. don't want... Listen, this is a show at the end of the day. We want to have some fun. We want to talk in positive terms about digital technology for once. And, you know, uh, the reason sort of the origins of this particular show is because recently I moved house. So picture this. You've moved into your new house on the first day. Both of you think, what is the first thing you do apart from, you know, putting the kettle in and plugging it in and making yourself a cup of tea. Oh. What is your first preoccupation? I would have set the Wi-Fi up. Right, thank you. Wi-Fi, definitely, you. Yep. Yep. yeah. Now, for me, that wasn't the case, but it seems to be a pattern uh, among the men that I know. So that might be a total stereotype. Do you know, I, I would, I, I've been bitten now. The last couple of times that I've moved house, I've moved into a house which has, has phenomenally bad internet speeds. And now that would be a reason for not buying a house if the internet speed wasn't up to crack. So that's, yeah, yeah that's how important well, it is. Well, now thanks to the Chinese, we're going to have 5G. <laughs> that's another discussion. Yeah, as long as it doesn't carry anything sensitive. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much all we stream in our house. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to ask, what, how sensitive is what you're watching on the internet? Well, on that note, talking about sensitive listening devices, etc. Nice intro. Um, so when we moved in, the first thing my husband did was get obsessive about the TV, making sure that works. And then about all the Alexas, we've got like 50 Alexa dots. Don't say it. Don't, no, don't say yeah. it. You can't say that. Oh, yeah. The thing that was... Switching on Let's not even mention that word. Smart hub. I worry about people who've called their children Alexa. Anyway, <laughs> so the little dots are all over the place, right? And literally, that was the first thing, the only thing he cared about. There was no sofa, nothing, but everything was set up, right? Now, at night time, you say, Alexa, turn off the lights. Oh, dear. <laughs> Alexa, in the morning, wake up my son's name. Wake, wake him up. His lights come on in his bedroom. Everything is just that like... Is amazing. Night... You think that's amazing. Some uh -huh. people think they say, well, what happens if Alexa's listening? Well, you know, some people seem to be divided between people who couldn't give monkeys and people who do. What do you think? I think, <clears throat> I think that the upside is far better than the downside. Yeah. And I think that you've taken a very, a very sensible approach. The, the, the same people that seem to be worried about an Alexa listening are happy to carry the mobile phone with them all the time and are happy to have the mobile phone on a nightstand as well. See, and they have a camera and a microphone. Mm -hmm. Probably people have got a vision of a room full of people, like people with headphones on like we have here, <laughs> listening to what's going on in, in the living room. Which it couldn't, even if it does do that, and I'm fairly sure it doesn't, it, nothing could be further from the truth. It's not like people are listening to what's going on in your house. Yeah, but you can ask Alexa what everyone has been asking it in your house. 
Now that's really mortifying. So you can hear people, you know, ask, "Oh, Alexa, can you help me with my homework?" I've heard that. <laughs> Alexa, how do you spell? You Why know, is that mortifying? So I, I had that written down as a list of things on the list of things that I like about technology. The fact that now both the boys will ask Alexa if they don't know how to spell something that they will ask and they'll check rather than do that thing which I think is uh, is a special preserve of boys which is just slam down the first thing that comes into <laughs> well, there. But you, you make it a little vague so you can't really see whether it's an O, an That's what boys do and yeah, you, yeah. you don't need to do that any longer. You're right, it's, it's a good way of getting now, it. Uh, and the other reason I didn't mind when I first saw it, I thought, well, surely we should be using a dictionary or Absolutely. when I was a child. Well, the great thing, as you've said, is you can go back and you can listen to the things that have been asked or you can read them on the um, on the app and you can see what words have been asked. So if as a parent you get to the end of the week and you think, what are the words that were troublesome this week? You can go back, you can write them all down and you can have your own little spelling bee That's and focus That's a really on. good tip. I would never have thought to do that. That's a fantastic tip. And then you can also find out, you know, what music your wife listens to or your husband listens to because suddenly Alexa hears your voice and it'll say, oh you like and they'll put on like really you know dolly parton or something That's right. she does recognize individuals now yeah so can does. i ask a question then mm-hmm. and this is about location sharing so is it a good we've all we've said we're not going to talk about the screen time thing mm-hmm. is it you know what's the right amount of time but is location sharing a good or a bad thing on a device, any on a, device. Yeah, so the, normally now the iPhone in particular, but I think the Android ones do it as well, it, by default, if you're in a family unit, it will share the location yeah. of that device yeah. with, with other people. That seems to really divide people. Yeah, yeah, I can see why, because it's, it's, it's almost like surveillance, isn't it? If, if you wanted it to be, you could, you could interpret it as you've got no privacy, you've got no freedom to do whatever you want to do without somebody knowing what it is which but, but that's the case anyway so we live in a surveillance society I agree, yeah and, and there's definitely i i absolutely love the security of checking whether my husband's arrived at work but on the location check without having to ring him up yeah. check on a snowy day that he's got there i can see when he's coming home you mm. get the dinner in i think it's great you the, know, the problem really we have is it. neither of us ever leave the house these days so <laughs> just checking whether she's in the kitchen or in the front room is is the extent of the location sharing for us <laughs> i've I found that, that particularly so my, my my parents are relatively elderly they're mid-70s and mum goes and volunteers at a hospice and it's about a 25 mile drive And, you know, she'll go in all sorts of weathers and she's fine to drive. I don't have any concern about that. But my father finds it hugely helpful that he can check... Oh, she's gotten, mm. she's gotten yeah. to where she's yeah, going. It's very okay. reassuring, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think we were saying earlier, I'm always amazed, like, Alexa is great company if you work like I do from home. Alexa, you know, plays the news, it tells you mm. the time. Like, I really enjoy that. It's company, isn't it? And I think that, God, I'm sad. But I think that also, <laughs> if you were elderly, isn't it amazing to have Alexa play you any old song? They haven't got time to look stuff up on Spotify or potentially even the skill set. So mm-hmm. they you know, can really enjoy themselves a bit more. tell you what it is especially good for. My parents, when they listen to me on the radio, they huddle round um, an iPad um, because they can't make their radio work. So if you get 
an Alexa. Th- we shouldn't keep be saying the word. We'll be switching it on all over the country. But if you yeah, get, <laughs> if you uh, if you get that thing, um, um, you can just say play Radio Verulam, mm. just like that, yeah. and it's That's instantly right. there. That's so great. So we have two more listeners. Now another really cool thing about that particular device is that you can do your shopping list. So uh, people who are elderly again can say, please add this to my shopping list. You know, and I think that's amazing. I mean, think of the potential for that. So, I know what you mean, but I, uh, no word of a lie, I had a scare today that I thought we had about £1,500 worth of Pokemon equipment coming in the post. (laughs) And the reason, no, no, I I tell you, this happened today. For Christmas, we bought the youngest boy who's six, one of the little uh, Echo Shows. To have as an alarm clock and what have you in, in his anyway, he's he's become a master at using it, and he likes to get it to show pictures of things that he's particularly interested in. He's dead, dead into Pokemon. Now, to cut a long story short, he hadn't ordered thousands of pounds worth of Pokemon equipment, but what had happened is that because he had done so many Pokemon image searches. The algorithm, when I went into the Alexa app on my phone, because it, it, it knew that somebody was asking for these things, it thought, oh, there's an opportunity to sell Toby something wow. here. And I, there were several things in my, you know, the little cards that you can dismiss. Mm. There were loads of, like, Pokemon-related things. I thought, oh, my goodness, he's bought all of this stuff. We checked, and he hadn't. But that is the, that's the slightly sinister side of, you know, you give all of this information, and it's super helpful to you. But at the end of the day, there's somebody at the back end is making quite a lot of money out. Of course, yeah. So just just a, um, a slightly different point. You both have said that you've got these personal assistants all around the house in all of the the rooms. Do you find that that um, makes the family disappear to their own rooms and be isolated from everybody else, or do you find that having this technology in the house brings people closer together to have a, like a shared experience in some way? Well, we asked our listeners on Facebook last week, so. On that note, this is some of the things that we may want to discuss. Uh, many of them were very, very positive. Um, Donna Bryce, she said she, uh, for example, um, say positive from a safety point of view, been able to contact my daughter. Um, you know, she enjoyed digital technology for that reason. Susanna talks about positive aspects um, of, of, of digital devices. Um, but the downside being around safety again. Um, Alexa, loads of people mentioned Alexa. Respondents refer to games, shopping, research for amusement or homework, how funny it is, time warnings. How many, Alexa, set the timer for, I do that about 100 times a day for cooking. Did you, oh, I was going to say cooking. Cooking, it's how could you live without it for amazing. cooking? Amazing. Yeah. This show should be sponsored by Alexa tonight. Um, <laughs> other people It's probably say, listening. We'll get yeah, an advert. That's true. That's true. Soon. Um, other, Claire Selden, she said it's been really useful to get the kids age five and three to help with shopping lists, learn more about their school topics. That's nice. And listen to kids' music for a family sing-along. One of the things my eldest uses it for, he asks it to open the knowledge of the gods because he loves Latin for some reason, and classics, and it asks you questions oh, wow. about classical culture. And if if you are doing GCSEs or studying, it actually there are some very very cool quizzes which can provide some great light relief during revision, mm-hmm. and I think that's very nice. Um, 
uh, other people have said, very useful for the older generation, Clara Seldon said, my mum's recently widowed and after seeing ours, I got one herself to play radio, interact if she feels a bit lonely and wants to talk and play quizzes on. That's nice. Um, she thinks it'll be a definitely a long lasting part of our lives. Um, another lady, Clara Tom, says Alexa with buttons for games together. Now you've got a story about games on Alexa. Oh, yeah, um, we're this, we're after the watershed, aren't we? So we can we can talk about this one. Um, uh, yeah, so we were sat round. Uh, we knew that Alexa played games, so we we asked Alexa to play a game with us, and it was Guess Animal. And Alexa picks a letter, and then we have a competition against Alexa to choose animals beginning with that letter. And she's really quite good at it, Alexa. She's got quite encyclopedia knowledge of um, of animals. Anyway, she was beating us hands down because every time we came up with an animal, which we thought was the final B, she knew <laughs> of another one, which we said bear, for example, and she'd say, oh, well, there's black bear and brown bear and big bear. And, and so we were thinking she's just punting these out she doesn't really know them anyway she came up with an animal called a booby true the blue fitted booby bird you look it up booby yeah yeah that's the fella and um so we immediately responded with big booby and alexa searched her database and said i'm very sorry i don't have big boobies <laughs> <laughs> well okay. imagine well, the well, hilarity well. in the simpson household at that revelation <laughs> and we so we inquired a lot more about what she might or might not have about her body with other more personal <laughs> questions so which are revealed it's hilarious so well other parents have said it's hilarious uh we no longer shout oh Nope, hilarious and can answer so many questions which would otherwise involve staring at a screen. Who invented bubble wrap? They've asked it. How quickly does my hair grow? Can farts kill you? So those are the <laughs> sorts of questions. I tell you, I, I the mean, answer to the answer. I'm going to write yes. that down. Can I? I, well, well I, that's often, a whole other show. I've often wondered. Put it this way, Toby. If you do one in the studio, I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, I had something I needed to share with. I had, I had something I needed to share with you. So. Uh, you may not be aware, but Steve is a very keen guitarist. And I discovered today that the said device, there is a skill that you can enable for it that will play backing tracks. <gasps> so if you say, Alexa, play me a backing, tra a blues backing track in A minor, that's exactly what well, you Well, that's wow. all we've got time for on the show this evening. <laughs> <We're>, uh... <laughs> We've got music for the next 40 minutes while Toby and I... <laughs> Noodle. That is so funny. So what about using tech for family admin? Um, we've had uh, Kate Black, WhatsApp, really useful for messaging our entire family about County Swimp Champ results and to watch live on YouTube. Catherine Meister-Campbell, Siri's ability to add to the reminder list is useful. I can do this on the go, like when driving. Christelle Garcia, we have a family calendar on our phones that each of us can check and input into. I think there's some very, very exciting ways of using family organisational tool, tools. We, we should definitely share what we do there. Very good. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a break um, so we can uh, listen to our sponsors tell us about their things uh, and then we'll have another track and then we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, technology and family life. That was virtual, in <laughs> virtual insanity from Jamiroquai <laughs> and I'm going to take over the rest of the show because Cathy's having a 
bit of laughter over there. I was just, we were talking about, I'm just reading some of the comments people have submitted for the show about things that they love. And one of them is Amazon Prime. <laughs> and Amazon Prime, uh, you know, uh, very divided opinion on it, I have to say, because some people think ethically there's all sorts going on and maybe it's not so good for the environment to keep ordering individual little, like a pack of toothpaste that comes in a bubbled rack giant box that takes, you know, has come from somewhere oh, else. I always feel very important when people deliver my toothpaste like that. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like the Queen feels. We haven't mentioned as well. Someone has Netflix. Mm -hmm. I mean, who could imagine life without Netflix? No, I can't. I, can't. I, do, I don't no. want to live there. So, so here's my my worry. I I love Netflix. I think it was a brilliant idea. Somebody had a great idea. I think it didn't it come out of Blockbuster. It, it was originally Blockbuster, and then they developed it into this oh. online service. So, um, it was a great idea because for seven ninety nine a month, you could watch fabulous telly from all over the world from every different studio but then everybody's got greedy about it everyone said ah netflix really works so i'm going to do that as well so now you've got brit box you've got the disney thing you've Never got heard so, of them. oh yeah that so all of the suppliers of tv programs are withdrawing their content from netflix to put onto their own platforms oh. to charge you another seven oh, so, I so, see. And, and the, the most the most obvious example of that is disney so disney have launched their own streaming service but if you think about what Disney owns, it used to just be the cartoons, but now it's the entire Marvel Universe, it's all the Star Wars films, so you'll see that all of those are gradually disappearing off mm. Netflix. But you say, you, you say that, Steve, but when you, look at, when you look at the cost of, for example, a Sky subscription with all of the sports packages and things like that, that's up to £50, £60 pounds now. Mm. The, atom the actual atomic cost of these individual packages, Netflix... If you don't have the HD multi-room version, I think you can get that for about £5 a month. Amazon Prime comes with the Amazon version bundled. Yeah. Apple, they're about 6 or £7. And I know it's not a trivial amount of money when you stack it together, but what it does allow people to do is for the same amount of money as a Sky subscription, they get to really choose. And I remember when we used to have a Sky subscription, we used to have about five channels that we watched and 400 mm. channels that mm. we never went there. At at least this way you might be getting better value for it. I, I, yeah, it's, it's not so much a question of, of value as, as what was a great tech idea to bring everything together into one place has now dissipated. You've got to go to 10 different places to get what you used to get at one place before. And it's, it's just an example to me of how tech um, can work against itself in, in family life. So just imagine you only allowed three on that desert island, three pieces of tech. Right, what would okay. it be? Like three apps or three things that you just use all the all, time? Well, on the desert island, I, I'd take my mobile phone and with the GPS enabled so everyone knew where I was. And Amazon Prime. So that you can get your toothpaste <laughs> delivered. <laughs> I'm not sure I actually want to be rescued from this desert island, by the way. It sounds lovely there, but if I can get my toothpaste delivered by a motor launch, that would be terrific. I know, exactly. I, without any shadow of a doubt, as long as I could preload it with with books, I would take a, a, a generation one old school Kindle, the one with the battery that lasts forever, can't get onto the internet, but you could put a thousand books on it, that would be, that would be just fine. I think of, of all of the gadgets, and certainly the ones that help at home, every one of the kids has got one, and I, I carry mine everywhere with me. Just an mm. old school e-ink yeah. book, book, like a, a bookish Kindle. Yeah, they are fantastic. Corkscrew. I take a corkscrew. Is that tech? I think so. Yeah, because if you <laughs> haven't got one, you, you, 
It's what are you going to open with it on the desert island? Oh, that's a very good point. Coconuts. No, I'm going to when they deliver my toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to deliver some very old wine. Okay, okay. Everything it's comes my turn. My answer. Okay. So I will bring a drone. Um, Is that clever? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, tech. Okay. Yeah. And uh, whatever I have, to, the one that the, the app that I use the most in my whole life is is Waze. Oh. Waze has saved me so much time. If you do a lot of driving like I do, it is unbelievably accurate, and I love it. I think it's amazing. And it's got brilliant traffic, hasn't it? Brilliant. Up, you, sometimes it takes you on routes and you think this cannot be right but now we've got a family motto Waze is always right and sometimes you will realise there was some hideous accident on the motorway but it has taken you some down circuitous route that has got saved you two hours yeah. like it's amazing I really really love it um, and I'd probably say Netflix and Ale I mean I'm a big fan of Alexa I think it's really really amazing do you talking about family harmony and whether these things break the family apart or bring them together do either of you use the announcements feature in alexa now what is that ah so if you have them like mm -hmm. i do dotted all over your house and in all the kids all the places that they basically hide mm -hmm. when it's a meal time Excellent. if you say the name of the device broadcast then it says what's your message and you dictate your message and then simultaneously from every device in the house it broadcasts the message so it doesn't matter where the kids are hiding they have no excuse okay so now i can say alexa <laughs> tell the children to put down the toilet seat yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> now why if, with all of this tech can we not invent a device which puts down the toilet seat on its own once and for all and get rid of this fatuous argument which keeps coming up time okay and time i bet you so be cross i bet you he has a toilet health and safety <laughs> anything that would do that would either involve cogs or a very big spring and i don't want that anywhere <laughs> oh, near what? my toilet seat <laughs> cogs <laughs> Okay. Well, we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back with someone who actually knows what she's talking about. <laughs> and that is Kate Bevan uh, from the competing magazine, Witch. And welcome back to The Parents Show. We've been talking about, well, positive stories about tech and how it influences and affects family life. But we don't know anything. What do we know? And uh, we're very, very happy to uh, have Kate Bevan uh, on the phone, who's a very, very experienced writer in the area of technology. And she works for Witch, the computing magazine, uh, where she's the editor. How are you, uh, Kate? Hello, Kevin. Thank you for having me. It's really nice. I'm, I'm fine, thank you. So, Kate, uh, You've probably maybe been listening to what we've been saying um, at home. What's your sort of first impressions of our uh, stories of, uh, or, of enjoyment around digital technology? I think it's always nice to hear stories when people are enjoying technology. We hear so much of people complaining or worrying about it. It's just, you know, it's reassuring to hear that it's, it's not all bad. That's right. And we're keen to hear from you, you know, what your favourite uh, things that are on the market that might enhance family communication, family organisation. You know, what do you think that you haven't heard about tonight that actually you think is very exciting in that sector? individual things that are specifically aimed at families is it's how you use technology um so for example if you get something like a raspberry pi you've got a member of the family who's interested in coding raspberry pi is like a tiny computer a tiny circuit board basically costs about 30 pounds and you can do all sorts of amazing things with it it's a great way to learn to code it's a great way to learn to build things the maker community uses them a lot i've got a raspberry pi running at home and my tweeting cat flap runs on it so it's, you, you can build all sorts of 
wonderful projects. And so that's one of my favourite things. I quite often recommend to families where somebody's interested in getting involved in learning how to create things. But also it's things like um, Amazon's got a good fire tablet. And if you get one of those, it's got really good parental controls, for example, and it helps you um, understand sort out what your children are going to watch. You can police it, it sandboxes it, it gives them content that doesn't have things like in-purchases, it has age-appropriate content, things like that. It's, it's how to use existing technology in a way that's family-friendly. Yeah, children and all that. But tell us more about the cat flap. (laughs) (laughs) And and could we use it to automate a toilet seat? (laughs) I mean, you could. It's all. uh, It's 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 called at Daphne Flap on Twitter. And a friend of mine actually built it. Because I, yeah, for a technology writer, I don't actually have any coding skills. Um, But it's all up and documented. All codes on GitHub, which is where people put open source code that they've created. Um, And it's. What it does, it takes a picture of the cat when she goes in or out, and it says how wonderful she is. And it's a really nice project. It took us a couple of weekends to get it up and running. That's brilliant. That is see, that's so that would, brilliant. That would bring uh, all Kate, the family Kate, together. Kate, is this your cat that is on your Twitter picture, your profile picture? No, my profile picture on Twitter is actually a palace's cat. You know, those are cats who live on the high steppes in Siberia, and they're enormous, fluffy creatures. They're very, very beautiful, and they're very, very expressive. But no, you, you can see my cat. If you look through my Twitter feed, you'll see my cat. But you follow her cat flap, and you'll see her coming and going. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were talking about something really serious and important that was... The, uh, <laughs> no, I'm always happy to talk about the cat flap, no problem. <laughs> but uh, parental controls on children. I mean, we, we, we did say right at the top of the show, we weren't going to talk um, on this uh, about how long uh, our children spend on screens and things. That, that, that wasn't the purpose of the discussion today. But mm. certainly what they can access is, is important. And, and having that confidence and assurance that even if you're not standing over them, watching uh, what they're doing, that uh, you can have... Um, uh, confidence that they're, they're not uh, doing something that they shouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, all devices come with parental controls these days. Um, you know, if you're new to a device, if you haven't had a new phone for a long time or you haven't had an iPad for a long time, you might look at it and think, oh, I don't know how to get involved in this. But, I mean, one thing that I always say to people with technology is you're very unlikely to break it. So go and dig around in the settings, go and play with it, go and see what you can set up. And certainly the parental controls, when you start digging around in them, they're very granular in a lot of cases. I mean, I comment particularly on the Amazon one, because I had a look at it quite recently. It's a standard Fire HD 10, which is a decent tablet, costs costs about £100. Um, But say the app that comes with it, where you, the parent, can control it from a dashboard, from another device, or on the device itself, I was really impressed by it. And I'm actually quite hard to impress with stuff like that these days. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what you're making me think about? Um, The, you know, We've come. The, the revolution in digital technologies is mind-boggling, and keeping up with it. And yeah. I remember when I was sort of a postgrad at university, the, there was this amazing innovation where someone was, everybody was tired, going down the stairs to check the coffee in the coffee machine. So somebody had the ingenious idea of putting a camera on it that you yep. could tune into, and suddenly everyone yep. was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Yep. And uh, I also, you know, I, I would just always think about that that something so simple uh, uh, and suddenly you get so used to it like I'm really interested in what you think and I'm sure you go to some of these tech shows like what is next do you think that is mind-bogglingly exciting oh I tell you what if I knew I'd be a rich woman I wouldn't just be editing a magazine um 
I think actually we're going to see a, sort of a move away from everything being connected. I think there's been so much concern about it, about data tracking, um, about sort of the invasions of privacy and how everything is connected these days. I suspect the next big thing will actually be things that aren't connected. So things that you can use in your house but aren't necessarily phoning back to a mothership all the time or sending, you know, collecting data on you. This is where I think we're going. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Come back to me in a couple of years' time and tell me I was wrong. But... <laughs> That, 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 I think, is what's coming up next, a kind of wave back of things happening on the device itself rather than in the cloud. I mean, for example, if you've got um, an, an Android, one of Google's Pixel phones from Android, it does a lot of its computing on the device itself now rather than going back up to the cloud. So mm-hmm. you can use it to, to transcribe on the fly if you're listening to a talk and you want a record of it. It does all that transcription. It does the voice recognition and the transcription on the device. It doesn't need to be online to do it. I think that kind of thing is we're going to see more of that coming down the track. I'm very interested as well. Um, uh, there are some amazing health apps that I think people should be using more of and they maybe don't know about it. Like, the, I'm Irish skin, so I have lots of moles. Mm. And there's an amazing app called, I think it's called Mole Vision, Skin Vision, I think it's called. Oh, I don't know that one. And you just scan it, you hold it over your moles and it keeps a record of your moles and any changes over time. And I think there are amazing, you know, we're all interested in Apple Watches and fitness mm-hmm. levels. But I think there's something there about that kind of technology that takes, you know, doesn't mean you go to the GP every five seconds seconds to check if the mole has changed, the app can yeah, do it I mean, for you. Yeah, like that can be, can be actually harmful if they're not used properly, though, because it, True. we are, is it the possibility for being too anxious about something you don't need to worry about, for overdiagnosis, for misdiagnosis, and you know, use in conjunction with a healthcare provider, that's absolutely great, but if it's just something, or you're keeping meticulous eye on a mole, I mean, you should keep an eye on a mole, but if you're fretting of every tiny change in it that's potentially harmful so I think actually one of the things we are going to have to be more conscious of is are we measuring too much about ourselves Mm. should we just maybe step back a bit and go actually if it ain't broke um, let's worry about the big things and not stress too much about the tiny things that may or may not mean something bad for me, the, the the most revealing thing that we've had from our discussion this evening and, and from what you've said to us, Kate, is, is how the narrative has changed pretty much over half a generation. That At one point, when, when computers, and I'm drawing ickies in the air with my fingers, when computers yeah, yeah. came into the house, um, it was going to be the death of family life because everyone was going to sit doing their tippy-tappy things on their own. Mm. And... Um, it, technology was going to divide people and drive people apart but the collaborative um, ways in which you can use the the technology and the way in which it it has adapted year on year the the speed with which it's adapting Mm. as as Kathy was saying um, we've moved away from that discussion of oh this is going to drive us apart we're all looking to find ways for it to bring us back together even if it is just sitting down asking Alexa really dumb questions as a family and laughing at the silly responses you get it's it's such an entertaining thing and we've seemed to have moved past the fear of technology within the family environment there's still a lot of I think moral panic around technology I mean it seems like every day you see something about you know technology screens are bad for you screens causing children to have mental health issues and in fact the evidence 
isn't there to support that. And certainly my response to that when like, somebody says, oh, you know, people are using our screens too much. Well, you know, of course you use your screen a lot. And with one of the things, I mean, it's an incredibly personal device. It contains your entire life. But it brings families together. You know, my sister lives in Italy with her husband and three daughters. I'm in touch with my sister thanks to the, the device I carry in my pocket. I can WhatsApp my entire family group. I can call her up on Skype and look at her face. It, that kind of thing is amazing. And I think we forget the, the upsides of what this technology can do for us. That's right. And I think it's amazing if parents work long hours. I still encourage them to Skype children to do their homework with them. My poor husband is often in the side office of some building oh. <laughs> doing, you know, fractions with my son in year six on Skype. You know, Skype is there to enhance as well mm. those relationships, as you say. Also, for families who are separated, parents are separated, divorced, there are so yeah. many apps that actually try and create consistency between households. Um, yeah. And I think that's very, very exciting that you can use apps in that way. So the other parent, perhaps you don't want to speak to them directly, but the app can tell you what they've done, you know, take pictures, share them and have yeah. some sort of, because they know what's happening next. So I think that kind of uh, app that promotes family cohesion or promotes family dialogue whatsapp's very good for families as well isn't it Absolutely. for sharing yeah. uh, images and the sense of family identity it's amazing isn't it Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure I talk more to my family, thanks to, I mean, I'm sort of Facebook friends with all my cousins, and, you know, my, my immediate family was what a WhatsApp group, and I'm far more in touch, certainly with some of my more distant cousins than I ever would have been 20 or 30 years ago. Kate, I have a quick question for you. You mentioned mm -hmm. um, you mentioned earlier on the, the Kindle Fire, uh, I think yeah. you mentioned the HD10. Yeah. And I... I, I picked one of these up for our youngest as a as a Christmas present. I think I paid something like fifty pounds for the eight inch version. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're cheap. <laughs> yeah, they, but the, and and this was this was going to be my question: is how do we as parents who have got children who, as they get older, they're clamouring for the biggest and the best devices? You know, if you go out and buy a top of the line iPad, you're looking at eleven, twelve hundred pounds. Oh, I, know. I was blown away by what an eight inch device from Amazon would do for fifty pounds. So on the consumer side, do you have any advice for, for, for parents who are thinking, well, I need to go and buy a tablet or a phone but I really can't afford to spend a thousand pounds on my children? Oh, I mean, the thing is to look at sort of the budget options. I mean, certainly if you're a witch member, we have all the budget options um, in our reviews as well. I mean, we review top-of-the-line stuff and um, more inexpensive devices as well. I, I think it's a really hard one because, you know, parents are up against pressure from their kids who are up against peer pressure, like, oh, no, you can't have a cheap Amazon device, you must have an iPad, you must have an iPad. And there are some cases where I'd say look at second-hand or refurbished. I wouldn't say that for Android devices because our support life is very short. You only get three years of security updates on an Android device. So if you're buying a second-hand Android device, that's actually quite a poor buy. But iPads get five years. You know, you could look um, at a reputable refurbished vendor, something like Tier 1 Online, a very reputable vendor. You could buy second-hand from friends. Um, you know, just make sure it's not too old. And that's a good way around it as well. So, Kate, one of our listeners, i.e. my husband, wants to know which laptop you've got. Um, I use a Chromebook. I, right now, I've, yeah, I'm a fan of Chromebook. My personal laptop is a Google Pixelbook, and right now I've got the Pixelbook Go, which I've been reviewing. Um, I'm a big fan of Chromebooks. Oh, very, very exciting. <laughs> that's okay. a bombshell, yeah. That's yeah, a it is a bombshell. But you know what? I mean, if you live 
in the browser, which most of us do, um, they are very good devices. You know, they're running Chrome OS, which is basically the Chrome browser, plus the ability to run Android apps. Although, actually, I don't think you really need many Android apps. You can do almost everything you do in the browser. You can get a very good Chromebook for four or five hundred pounds. And they will do everything you want them to do. I mean, it, they're no good if you want to do creative stuff. They're, you know, you haven't got Photoshop or anything like that, although there are Android versions of those. But if you just want to, a bit of social media, some video watching, maybe some, writing some documents, you can do all of that in the browser. So back to our earlier question about Desert mm-hmm. Islands, what are the three apps that you just cannot live without yourself? Uh, that would probably be Facebook, Twitter and WhatsApp. They would be the ones I'd take with me. Oh, that's very mainstream. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I mean, if I could have a couple more, just in case, I would also take... A cat identifier, something like that. <laughs> well, not even a cat identifier, because you can see it, see all that through Facebook and Twitter. I would also take um, Orsi and LastPass, because the most important things you can do for security are look after your passwords and have two-factor authentication. So LastPass, this is for people who've never heard of these. What was the other one? Orsi, LastPass is a password manager. There are several last pa- uh, pa- password managers. I personally use LastPass, and when we did a test of them, they came out as our top choice. Wow. What it does is it looks after all your passwords for you. So you only have to remember your master password. If you install it on your phone and on your computer, there are browser extensions. When you go into a website, it will fill in the password for you. It will generate really secure passwords for you, that things that can't be cracked. And Authy is a, an app for two-factor authentication. That's when, you know, when you sign in and they want to send an SMS to your phone, that's one way of doing it. A better way is to use an app, and Authy is, is the one I use, A-U-T-H-Y. And Kate, what about things like home security apps? You know, the um, I really, I think they're amazing that you can right. see your own home when you're abroad or... You know, you yep. ring, ring apps the door. and things. Yeah. I mean, yep. it's totally addictive, though, because you're wondering why someone's, you know, wandering around the back when they're delivering a parcel, and you're in, you know, or why nobody's ringing doorbells Dubai for four days. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no yeah. friends. That's why you never leave your house. <laughs> I've got a couple of um, Google Home hubs that come with cameras. I've also got a couple of Alexas that come with cameras because obviously I, I test a lot of stuff. So there's usually a lot of stuff in my flight. And you know, I, I, when I'm at work during the day, I like check in and see where the cat is. I can see if she's in or out via the cat flap and I can see if she's on the on my bed or on the sofa. And, you know, it's, it's quite reassuring to be able to do that. But also, I have um, a, a Nest doorbell. So if somebody rings the doorbell and I'm not there, I can answer the door from my phone and I think that's pretty cool. Do you know what? We were abroad at Christmas and, and we scared the living daylights out of the postman who was trying to post <laughs> something. He's like, you know, boom. Apparently the microphone is like booming out. Yes, over I'm the, scared. My, please my leave the parcel well. on the porch. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, do you know what? I really, really love the idea that you can keep an eye on pets. It's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that. I love that as well. I mean, that's one of the reasons we, my friend Bernie and I, built the cat flat camera. Um, because it was partly just to keep an eye on when the cat was coming in and out. And then we sort of decided it would be fun to make it talk. And uh, yeah, it's, but I can look at my, I can look at my Twitter feed and just see what she's doing. I can see if she's in or out. Kate, I think so I'm in live with you. That's great technology. <laughs> it reminds me, um, years and years and years ago, maybe in the late nineties, a friend of mine set up something called Cow Cam in Cambridge on Midsummer oh, Common. And I was like, this guy's crazy. And he put camera on the cows of Midsummer Common in Cambridge and it became like know, an international sensation. People love things like that. My cat flaps go, I'm just going to have a look now. 
Uh, as of right now, she's got 2,728 followers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there are several yeah. minor pop stars would be, uh, 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 would, would kill for <laughs> yeah. that number of followers. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, actually, the, you know, there's pet tech as well. That's fun for families. You've got, you've got connected cat flaps, you've got smart litter boxes, you've got toys you can control remotely. I mean, all that stuff is fun for families and for pets too. Um, tell us a little bit about which membership. That's quite interesting. So, if you're sort of a member of which as a as a consumer, um, so what are the sort of you know what would you advise parents or families listening that they could kind of get as a as a what are the benefits of of joining a sort of a membership site like that? If you join which, um, you've got access to all our reviews. I mean, we have we have a paywall. So, in front of the paywall, we have lots of news and uh, and. Summaries of stuff and news stories uh, on all sorts of subjects. If you join which as well, um, you've got access to all of the content behind the paywall. So that's all of our really detailed reviews. And we don't just do reviews. We put things through test labs. We buy things. We test them properly to a really rigorous test program. Um, we test things from sort of cars to laptops. Um, if you join which, you also get which magazine, which is, uh, I mean, I'm biased, but I think it's a great magazine. It's not just the test stuff. We do lots of really interesting of investigations and we've also got three other magazines we've got the computing magazine which i edit that's every other month we've got the travel magazine which is every other other month and we've got gardening and money so each of those magazines is a separate subscription but if you just go for the straight witch membership you've got access to the website all the reviews so if you're looking for a new dishwasher a new washing machine a new hoover a new baby monitor it's all there and you know we're really trusted on that well, brilliant. Listen, thank you so much for your time, you know, late on a Thursday evening, Kate. Thank you for having me. And we've loved having you. And we shall, you've given us lots of inspiration in lots <laughs> of different ways. <laughs> thank nice you so much. Take care. Right, we're back on air, but with the last part of the show. So I just wanted to say thank you very much to our listeners, Abigail Mel- Abigail Meller, who's been listening all evening and enjoying the show. Thank you, Abigail. Diane Pickup who uh, suggested some lovely uh, recommendations. She loves Kiddle. Uh, Marie-Francoise Baker, she loves Google Classroom for checking homework, revision messages and materials. Somebody else loves Squeeble apps for spelling and times table practice. So it's lovely to have all that kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, people ringing up and telling us, emailing us, messaging us. Faye Ashton Wright loves phone minder apps for preserving device-free downtime. Other people have mentioned they love Google Maps. They love uh, Kindle again on audiobooks, puzzles on the iPad, Sudoku. I do love a good puzzle on the mm. iPad. I'm addicted to Ruzzle. Does anybody else play Ruzzle? No. no. That's no, so good. Just you. Yeah, just and, and the rest of the world, about 50 billion other people. Um, BBC iPlayer, I do like that one. Find my iPhone. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Even uh, if it's switched off, it'll find it for you. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Stuff. So what do you think? What, have you, what are you taking away, Steve, from tonight's show? Well, I've al- it's, it's always been my guilty pleasure, technology, to be honest. Um, it, it's sort of kind of not cool to be in on tech you should be playing scrabble or having intellectual conversations rather than using technology to enjoy yourself and i think what this has shown me tonight is that there are 
many, many ways that you can, as a family, as a group of friends, use technology, whether you're in the same room, whether you're hundreds of miles apart, um, to, to build social interactions. And I don't think there's any any reason to uh, to feel that it isn't a good way forward for families. That's right. I mean, there's so much hypocrisy. I mean, Kate meant around this topic, Kate mentioned, um, you know, the moral panic. But, you know, it was the same moral panic when Pac-Man was out. We used to play about five hours of it in a row on a Saturday morning after Saturday Swap Shop. And Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, all of those things. And I think, I think as well, this show has highlighted that... The, Steve, turn off your phone, <laughs> has highlighted the diversity out there. Like, we don't even know all the stuff that's available. And I think it's about thinking about what works for your family, what enhances, if it's enhancing family life, it's a good thing. And if it's causing conflict, stress, uh, causing you to lose lots of money because your children are racking up a bill on, on Alexa or whatever it is, then it's a bad thing. So I think that it's just about balance, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And Toby? I think my biggest takeaway is the fact that we've, we use the term screen time like it's a bad thing. And actually, for me, the word screen time is almost interchangeable with something like conversation. It's what's happening on the screen that's important, not the fact that it's just a screen. So as long as children are engaging or families are engaging with technology in a way that is conducive to the family spending more time together or learning things or engaging with each other, I, I think that screen time's the wrong thing to measure. Absolutely, and the research definitely suggests that screen, yeah, it's just about healthy, happy families engaging with digital technology in positive, multi-positive, lots of various ways. Steve's given me another five seconds on the microphone. Neve Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution.